What do you do if you are moving in one direction, but you clearly sense God calling you to a completely different direction? And what if that new direction will in no way receive your parents' blessing at all? And then on top of it, you're facing great anxiety and even panic attacks in your life. Get ready to hear in just a moment what Pastor Leo from the Philippines did with all of those challenges. Welcome to the 360 Serve podcast. I'm Mark Tyler, president of 360 Serve. Are you a person who would like to make a greater impact in global missions, but you're not sure how? Maybe you've tried to get involved, but you run into so many barriers, like the language barrier. I don't speak that language. Or the travel barrier. How can I get there? Especially now there's all these COVID-19 travel restrictions. Or the finance barrier. I don't have that kind of money. 360 Serve is about a new way to do missions. We help you support indigenous church planning pastors at $50 per month, which meets their critical needs and sends them into full-time gospel preaching ministry. Indigenous church planting pastors, they live in their country, they know their language and culture, and they're very effective in reaching their own people for Christ. We do these episodes to share with you the stories about the amazing impact you are having because you're sending hundreds of these indigenous church planting pastors into the least reached areas of our world. Thank you for your prayers and your support. In this episode, we continue our conversation with Pastor Leo, our church planning movement leader from the Philippines. Get ready to hear the story of Pastor Leo's call into the ministry of working with the poor in the slums of Metro Manila. It's a blessing once again to be with Pastor Leo from the Philippines, our movement leader of the work of God in the Philippines. And Pastor Leo, how are you doing today? Hello, Pastor Mark. Glad to be with you again. And uh, yeah, doing well here. Uh, how about you? I hope everything's well there. Yeah, things are going uh, good here too. Anytime I, I get a talk to someone like you, it just makes my day. So uh, this is a real privilege and thank you for taking the time. Well, and glad to join so, you again this morning. Morning for amen. me. And Morning for you. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yes. Well, last uh, time we kind of really heard your story of how you came to the Lord at age 19 and your background and what led up to that. And, and you know, uh, not everyone who becomes a Christian receives a call into ministry like you received. And so that's a really cool kind of thing to talk about. And so, uh, especially as your journey and where it's led you even to today. And so we're going to try to cover that a little bit. And so, Leo, can you just kind of, after, you know, you come to Christ at 19 and uh, that gentleman that you met shared the gospel with you, you know, what happened after that? And and just kind of take it from there. Yes. Uh, well, you know, I when I look back to my college years, when right after I met the Lord Jesus, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, you know, I always look back and I share to some friends, I say, at that time I began to follow Jesus. And, you know, we normally in a semester you get about 21 units of class. And I said, I think I started to have uh, 42 units. And I was say, four, I, I, oh, wow. <laughs> I say, <laughs> I had 20 more units of doing, being involved with so many things that uh, I started to join uh, the group studies and uh, what was really marked by my college years was being a part of a movement of carrying the gospel of Jesus 
with uh, people in the campus, my classmates, and mm. sharing the gospel to to my class. Uh, I didn't know how to do that. So uh, part of those college years was learning and being trained to share my faith to another uh, and then also being trained how to lead and study the Bible. I mean, study and lead the wow. Bible. So how are you being trained? You know, who was doing that, Leo? Uh, the guy who, who shared um, uh, who shared the gospel with me was with a team of uh, other uh, workers. Uh, I guess they're a staff of a, an organization carrying the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they would come... Uh, you know, invite us for a training, uh, training course. And while, while I was in college, the, you know, the, they would be, we would have trainings on, on our breaks in the week or in the semester breaks, we call it. And those were the times that were really, really meaningful for me. The one that really carried me uh, to this uh, Pastor Mark was really the sense that I want my, my life to uh make meaning i mean to uh hmm. i want to to live for what is going to last for for eternity and, and hmm. so that was the i think the draw for me i just felt like i want to spend my life into making my life worthy for what will be for eternity and uh, one of the things that began for me was like uh w- and I hit a crisis in my, my college years because I, I studied geology. And, you know, after that graduation, um, well, I had to take a job. And I took a job, uh, be a geologist, and actually went back to, my, to the mountains back in Baguio North. And there was a mine, mine company I was part of. And... As a geologist, you you're sent to the you're sent to look for <laughs> whatever you can explore, and I was sent to the mountain, literally alone. Well, I was with, with two others, <laughs> and we were there for six weeks, I think. And not a lot of people you see them. <laughs> you're re- pretty much alone. You you pitch tent, you you do the work, and the biggest crisis in my life happened. Like. Why am I here? And I'm, I'm, what am I going to do here? <laughs> and looking at the beautiful mountains, and yet my soul was struggling. And I said, I'm not sure this is my, I just really, really struggled, like really struggled. Like, I don't know, know what meaning this will have for me. I can have a job, but, uh, and I can earn uh, uh, a, a living probably, but. It did not earn me meaning. It didn't earn me uh, the joy that I was looking for and uh, the peace that I was looking for. And so uh, that began a sense of uh, searching, like, Lord, lead me. And that's when I began to really seek God where he would lead me. And that's when I decided to become uh, uh, you know, I, I joined again the, the the set of friends with the the guy who shared his uh, the faith with me, and we prayed. We prayed for a long time, and mm. only to decide at the end that I I want to serve God, 
where mm. it will have an impact for what will last. And mm. that was for the gospel of Christ. And that was a wow. difficult one because we were poor. My family was barely making it. And I knew I had to tell my parents about my decision. After bringing me to school for many years, <laughs> yeah, uh, a big time, big time disappointment for them. Like, uh, wow. they were not very happy people <laughs> uh, <laughs> hearing me. That, what did What did you say? Well, I said uh, they probably were thought I was insane. Like, I am a fan- <laughs> fanatic, <laughs> out of his mind. What did hap- What happened to you? And you know, you went to college only to you know, give your life to something that is not connected to anything, uh, to your job. I mean, to what you studied for. And I understood them. Somehow I understood their, their sentiment, but I, I also understood something that was bigger than what they were seeing. So I deeply struggled. I told them respectfully, I know this is where God is calling me. And I felt their silence, their their disappointment. It was heavy in my heart. And uh, they could not believe I was still going to follow what I wanted. Uh, they let me go, but with a real sense of huge disappointment. And it went on for uh, at least uh, uh, probably 10 years of a sense of... Wow. Uh, not happy that you did this. Uh, of course, over the 10th year, we'll, we'll get to that somehow, but uh, eventually, of course, they began to accept, but on those early years, was really difficult. Um, me telling them and them seeing me join the work of the Lord uh, uh, to, to full-time in, in ministry. Mm. And, so the work uh, of the Lord you joined then—that's on the college campus. Is that correct? Uh, yes, uh, I joined uh, the organization uh, mm-hmm. uh, Campus Crusade for Christ, mm-hmm. a crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this now? And yeah. I was there for. Uh, I joined in. I joined their training, uh, and was there for eight years uh, with them. I was so. I mean, it was such a privilege to be amongst those who were serving Christ uh, for the gospel to be spread to as many as we could. You know? And the need was so tremendous as we looked at the Philippines. I mean, just Manila alone uh, was just tremendous. A lot of people uh, so lost. And so uh, I, I served the Lord uh, with the organization for eight years. Eventually, uh, yeah, you mentioned about me being part of a. They sent me to the campus, so I was actually uh, was leading uh, the campus movement, uh, spreading the gospel mm. on campus for Amen. Uh, eight years uh, as a campus wow. director. Uh, so what the guy? I mean, the the, the gospel was planted in me. Uh, I I just wanted yeah. to spread all it all. Go- yeah, God was using this to form in you, preparing you for yes. what would be ahead. Now, right. at what point did you meet your amazing wife? When did that happen? Uh, what's that again? Uh, uh, your wife. Oh, my wife. Mommy. What, uh, yeah, at what we... point did you meet her? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, my Ami was is my wife, and 
we met in our in Campus Crusade for Christ. Uh, it was my second year of uh, being on mission work with them, and uh, we were on the same team together. And I, I, I don't know. Uh, she kept looking at me. Uh, no, that, that's not true. It was me <laughs> looking at. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, I knew that uh, here's a woman who loved God, and uh, I was drawn mm-hmm. to that too. And uh, uh, a relationship began to to uh, started there, and uh, we uh, we got married in in 1989, uh, mm. and. Uh, there, we were together in the campus, working together in mm. uh, for oh, the yeah. gospel, uh, and as a team, we also had a few others who joined our team, and that was our work together. Uh, Ami was also with crew for a long longer time than me. She was doing, uh, she was giving her life for the training center, uh, training new people coming in to work for the gospel. I mean, uh, as as missionary. And so uh, it just worked together for us. We felt like uh, this is something that we wanted to do together long term. And, and that was where, wow. uh, how it started for us. So, wow. yeah. Uh, so during this time, something is happening on the inner part of your being that's preparing you for a new chapter in your life. So can yes, yes, take yes. us into that, what's going on? Well, uh Pastor Mark, I loved Christ so much that I I gave in. I gave so much uh, of my my sense of being, just giving my time, my uh, a lot of whatever training I got uh, and whatever of uh, you know strength I got, really giving in. Uh, but something turned into a different. Uh, way for me in the sense that I was occupied by doing ministry and serving the Lord, but somehow beginning to lose my sense of uh, uh, just enjoying uh, uh, God in my life. You know, that sense like I began to enjoy Mm -hmm. more of the work than, or give more to the work than uh, the relationship I had. Uh, so somewhere there, I, I began to feel this sense of pressure and a lot of things coming to me as a director and as well as trying to keep going. And even when I know my, my, my soul was also getting, you know, I, there's like a sense of burnout I, I was beginning to feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Until one day, I, I, I sense something very different. Uh, this is going to be short, but this is how it happened. I was in a conference of, of Christian leaders. Again, uh, this was just like a, we would have conferences every single year, uh, twice a year, whatever, whether with missionaries, other organizations. And I was in one of them in 1991, I think, and then, uh, or 92. And I was listening. I was one in the audience and then just like uh, I couldn't suddenly my breathing started to be so fast mm. and I felt like my hands were cold and I felt like I, am I having a, a, a little bit of headache, but then feeling like I couldn't breathe very well. 
So I began to think mm-hmm. I was gonna, I was experiencing some heart attacks, something, something like that, mm-hmm. or feeling like. So I, uh, the Leo that was uh, again, uh, the Leo that was still ashamed, uh, could not open up, pretty much, uh, still kept it to himself. But I actually walked mm. out and mm. asked my friends, "Could you bring me to the hospital? I think I'm having a heart attack." brought me in mm. and that was the day cut the long story short i was brought to the emergency room and the one thing that the doctors told me looked at me and says uh they checked my 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 blood pressure was very very high and then um after that he came back and said nothing's wrong uh and then he said a word that I will not forget. He said, I think you need to see a psychiatrist. <laughs> mm, wow. uh, that kind of floored me. Like, oh, what are you talking about? Uh, nothing's wrong. Uh, and so that was really uh, a, a crisis again in my life. I think uh, that began a, an experience that I could not put together. I was serving the Lord. And yet here I am experiencing something very unique. I could not, I was praying my prayers to him. Lord, help me. Again, the memories of the past, the fear. This is like a second level of fear. Like, Lord, you took me away from that. And now I have a mm-hmm. different fear. That's just wow. gripping me much, much deeper than I ever imagined. I didn't know what mm. it was. I felt like Jesus, in fact, like a sense of disappointment. Like, God, you're not holding. Well, this experience went on for not a day. But it went on for a year, one year, two years, three years, four years. And I mean, not every day, but, you know, this coming of anxiety. I never understood what it meant until I met a counselor one day. And this person said, have you ever considered that what you're actually going through is uh, what's a a panic attack? And uh, you have this Mm. level of anxiety that has gripped you. And wow. uh, he said, actually 80% of those who run to the emergency room are, are like that. And I said, oh my goodness, something's happening inside of me. And that wow. began a an work that I needed to, a, a journey that I had to take, Pastor Mark, I've never imagined I would take. That was to begin to look inward and say, is there something I need to begin looking at? And to cut the long story short, it just opened a much w- deeper and wider way of seeing my own relationship with Jesus, uh, my way of seeing who Jesus is for me, and uh, in my serving of Him. You know that that really was a an experience I would always look back and I say, God, thank you for leading me this mm. way. And it, wow. it changed and shifted the way I would do ministry work as well. Uh, I think from loving Jesus, I was loving the work more so much, got so preoccupied by that. It burned me up inside, but I left some parts of me unattended. And uh, I needed to, including my family, uh, uh, my wife, my children, they're like, yeah, you were burning for 
the Lord, but it was more burning for ministry. That mm. took some uh, took a lot toll on me, and and now the Lord brought me back to a place where wow. I could see Him, sense Him, and be ready for something I also uh, never would ha- know would happen to me. And uh, yeah, uh, that was when another aspect of my own calling to ministry changed. No, uh, I was serving the Lord among the college people in the campus, but after going through this uh, years of just soul searching and uh, being with the Lord, allowing Him to speak once more very deeply into my own heart and mind, uh, something began to happen that reshaped the way I was going in my ministry. Uh, I got involved into something new, <laughs> and. Uh, this, is hap- this happened uh, uh, sometime in uh, 2000, early 2000, when uh, in the midst of that, uh, I was, this time I was, in a, I was listening to a priest who was teaching a class. And I was, um, as he shared, you know, he said, he was, he, he was cooled in, in the, the, the high seminaries and, and all that. And, and then he began to share about his work among the poor. So this is my first time. I was just sitting back there and listening to him. And then he said a word that I will never forget. I will not forget for a very long time. He said, he almost shared the same experience, by the way, with me. He says, uh, my, he, he shares about his mother thing my mom uh could not figure why i i studied in the 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 highest learnings of seminary and then only to live and serve the poor with for the gospel of christ and he said this he said i go to the poor not because the poor need me but because i need them and uh, they they teach me how it is to become a human being of God, and that caught my attention. Like I fell on, I mean, not literally, but I fell on the floor. Like, wait, wait, what's what's he talking about? And that spoke to me so powerfully that day that I I I began to say, oh my goodness, uh, this is something else that uh, in me. I, I, I lost my sense of self, uh, you know, mm-hmm. being poured so much into ministry. But then I began to see that God was calling me also into something different. And seeing that, uh, you know, when I go to the ministry, I also say they need the, the gospel. But somehow there's a, a, a sense of me needing something as well. And when I, when I heard that, I began to say, Lord, I actually began weeping. <laughs> I wept. I always, I maybe I in my years of ministry, I, there was a sense of like I, I, I give something to people, but I forgot I need mm-hmm. something in return. Not, not their yeah. money, but I need yep. the Lord giving me. There's a gift in every person. And Amen. when when that happened, it set me off uh, in a journey, Pastor Pastor Mark. That yep. I would not. It's so hard to turn back. 
I well, because- that journey, yeah. that journey is what you know led us together. And I remember traveling with you, Leo, and going to these different slum areas that we're going to get into, and just being with you and hearing your story, and you were sharing with me your story as we went along, and you kind of. You kind of said something like, you know, Pastor Mark, I lost my soul in ministry, you know, in the busyness. And then you had mentioned working, though, with the poor has helped me find it. Yes. And it was just like a moment for me to hear that, you know, with you. And uh, I mean, my life was changed just traveling with you, hearing your story and and seeing what I saw. And our listeners are going to hear that in the future. We're just right now building kind of an awareness and understanding of you, Leo, that who we love so much. And, uh, and we're going to get into this. But, you know, um, 360 Serve, we, we work with unreached areas. And, and some of our listeners, I'm sure, are thinking, well, the Philippines, you know, Catholic and the way you were raised. Yes, but the areas where Leo goes to and the church planners are areas where thousands and tens of thousands yes. and millions are so unreached. Yes. And and we're hearing his story of this call into ministry. And can't you begin making the connections, seeing uh, this little boy growing up in the mountainous area, poor, uh, in the Philippines, all of these issues, family and rejected and shy and fe- feeling, you know, all of this that you had described and then the Lord showing you his love. And then now seeing that, yes, on your own, you know, working so hard in ministry and then being introduced to the poor. And it's like finding your rest there yes. is amazing. And just so what so I know we, we could go on and yes, on and on, yes. but you know, just to kind of wrap this session up here, Leo, mm-hmm. you then started kind of uh, in earnest working among the poor when, and and yeah. how did that happen? Well, uh, in 2010, I began to be uh, a part officially with them, but even earlier than that, I started to just join in, in the work uh, among the poor, uh, serving, uh, teaching, but being with actually walking into the slum areas. And, and uh, so in 2010, that was when uh, I began to take more, um, you know, like a, a, a place in the movement of church planters uh, yeah. going to those areas. So uh, somewhere there, yeah. about 2010 Got it. onwards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And now, of course, you're the leader of the movement, and we've been partnering, and I can't wait to talk and introduce and describe and have you share these amazing brothers and sisters that serve with you in the poor, and it's just absolutely beautiful. But, you know, can you you just uh, give us—how can we pray, Leo, for just uh, church planners to arise to serve among the poor? Like you did. You kind of— you had your journey that God mm-hmm. brought you into this, and I know the Lord is calling others to serve with you right. uh, in this movement. How can we pray for just, you know, how do we pray for for God to raise up more? Because the need is so vast. Right. How how would how would you t- encourage us to pray? Uh, yeah, I, I I like the word you use, Pastor Mark. The need is so vast, but and. The, the one that comes with that is Jesus is among the poor. And what I mean by that is 
where Jesus is, what really catches my, my breath in many ways is we want to join where Jesus is. We want to participate in that which he's doing. It's not me, you know, carrying the, carrying the, the boulder of, of weight or, and bring it to someone. It's me like, mm. Jesus, I want to join in to what you're doing. I and know. to pray for, uh, how do we pray is uh, to, to say, Lord, would you break, break through the lives of mm. uh, those that you are actually calling to serve? Uh, a lot of people are wanting to serve. But uh, more often than not, it's in the places where they feel more comfortable. And, and I yeah. understand that. But the sense yeah. of like saying, yes, I want to go where the Lord is doing so much work. What you shared actually, Pastor Paul, uh, Pastor Mark, that the, the, the sense of uh, you, the, the need that you shared earlier, uh, mm. you, you spoke mm-hmm. about. That's the one I'm mm. speaking about. And... Yeah. Uh, pray that God will just burden a lot of uh, those he has called to, to come and join. And my journey with you, Pastor Mark and Tracy and uh, you coming mm-hmm. to us, just was a beautiful picture. Uh, with 360 Serve, uh, it's just been an amazing partnership of, of seeing Uh, God come and, and, and we, we per- participate in what he's doing here and among the yep. poor. So the prayer Amen. I would say is, uh, yeah, uh, for God to break through uh, the hearts of uh, those he has called. Wow. Yes. Thank you, Pastor Leo. Wow. This is ministered to our hearts and has ministered to my heart. Just again, reliving all this. And thank you for just sharing with us this call into ministry And we're going to join that, that God will break through into yes. the hearts of many others to enter into this just massive harvest field that we're going to describe in future episodes. Yes, yes. God bless you, Leo. Thank you so much. So glad to be great, with you, Pastor Mark. And uh, we look forward to the next one. You bet. Okay, Sounds great. See ya. Bye-bye. Thank you, Pastor Leo, for sharing with us the story of your call into ministry. Pastor Leo's story illustrates for us a spiritual truth that we all need to remember. God has a plan for all of us to be involved in ministry. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which is ministry, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. The ministry God is calling us into is so important, God at times, he'll get our attention, right? Using crisis moments, such as a panic attack, and God will even bring into our lives certain people, like a priest working among the poor, to speak to us about his call on our lives. Is God speaking to you about his call on your life for ministry? What is that area of good works or ministry that God is calling you into? God's ministry plan for Pastor Leo was to preach the gospel among the millions of poor living in the slum areas of Metro Manila. Here's your action step of the day. Pray for new church planners in the Philippines to hear God's call, to serve among the millions of poor in the slums of Metro Manila. Pray that God will touch their hearts, move in their hearts, so that many will hear the call of God to serve among the least of these 
in these slum areas where so many thousands, millions desperately need the hope of the gospel and Jesus Christ. Matthew 9.38 says, Jesus said this, he said, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. God knows the names of these new church planters in the Philippines. Our job is to pray for them as they are being sent into these least reached slum areas that you're gonna learn about in detail in our next episode. Pray for new church planters in the Philippines. My prayer for you is that you will personally follow fully the call of God on your own life for the ministry that God has planned for you. Be encouraged with this scripture. 1 Thessalonians 5.24 says this to you today, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Maybe God is calling you to join our 360 Serve prayer and fasting team. When you join, we will email you a once a week briefing on how you can strategically pray for the world. Is God calling you to join this ministry? What a great ministry to join. Go to 360serve.org, click on Get Involved, and sign up to join our prayer and fasting team. Share this podcast with a friend. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray you've been encouraged by what you've heard. See you next episode as Pastor Leo, our movement leader from the Philippines, introduces us to the slums of Metro Manila. What is a slum? Why are there so many slums? What is it like growing up in a slum? What is it like to live on $1 per day? Can you imagine? Is God at work in these slums? If so, how? I can't wait for you to hear this upcoming episode. Until then, may the Lord bless you.